0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Christianese podcast. As you know, we're talking about some of our Christian subculture and having a discussion about things we can do better. Today we'll lighten up a bit. We'll discuss a few Christian phrases that make me laugh. but are our cliches even true? Let's talk about it in today's Christian ease. Ready? Let's roll. Christians use funny words. We do. Uh, It's not necessarily bad, but I wonder if sometimes it's off-putting. So I have a huge list right here. It's this list that I've compiled of things that I've heard. Uh, I've been a Christian for a long time, and um, and I'm going to read some of these in a bit. Um, But have you ever heard any of these? Have you ever stopped to wonder if they're true? Have you ever used them around someone who you don't go to church with? I think we might battle a little bit on some of that inside, you know? Um, I'm going to read through this big list. Like I said, I may not be able to keep from laughing sometimes. And then I'll share a few thoughts on some of my uh, air quotes, favorites. Uh, So this should be fun. So here's the list. Blessed. Waiting on the Lord. Sitting in His presence. Greet one another. Jesus loves you, and so do I. God works in mysterious ways. I'm having a mountaintop experience. We don't party. We have fellowship. On fire for the Lord. I'm going to share a prayer request. God is in control. All things work together for good. If God closes a door, he'll open a window. Let go and let God. You're never more safe than when you're in God's will. God will not give you more than you can handle. God helps those who help themselves. Just lean into the Lord. (laughs) Or do you call people Brother Joe and Sister Mary? That made me think of Saturday Night Live, but maybe that's just me. I've got a word from the Lord for you, or similar, the Lord told me to tell you. The Lord will put a hedge of protection around you. The Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. Talk about bumper sticker Christianity. I claim all the promises of the Bible. (laughs) Oh man, I might want to get back to that one if i feel led where god guides god provides if god brings it to you he will bring it through you a bible that's falling apart belongs to a person that isn't i'll pray about it or i'll pray for you and then don't mm, come as you are saying on the outside and meaning something entirely different on the inside i'm dating jesus i think we'll have to come back to that one God must have needed them in heaven. You're never alone. God is always with you. God has you in the palm of his hand. God's got this. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Ooh. Yeah, I might need to come back to that one too. Just have more faith. It's a relationship, not a religion. It's not my place to judge. This world has nothing for me everything happens for a reason. Love the sinner, hate the sin. To claim something in the name of the Lord, or to declare such and such blessing over your life. Okay, so after talking about um, some of these, I just feel like, oof, they are, uh, some of them are kind of tough to swallow, Because I don't know that they actually have theologically sound uh, meaning. And what I fear is that we we live a life that's kind of a a cliché Christianity, and we just kind of say these things because we've always heard them, and therefore they must be true. Well, clichés are clichés for a reason. A lot lot of times there are things that are said, they've been said for a long time, and they, they have origination in truth. But sometimes it's just something that your grandma said, and it's not true so um let let me just kind of take a look at some of these and and just share a few thoughts, like I said, hopefully I won't laugh too hard and um some of my hope is that some people are offended man that sounds kind of mean, but uh offended to the point where you go, huh, I wonder if that's true. Because remember, back, back, back in episode one, we talked about if you're mad, think about it, explore it, see if it's something that's true. Um, And then if it's not, just disregard it and and say that guy's a nutcase. Because I might be, I might be an absolute insane freak. Let's talk about sharing a prayer request. So often, Uh, I've heard this one. I have a prayer request to share. And what's meant by that is I got to tell you about this lady or about this guy and all the junk that they're getting into. And you should see how terrible it turns into a gossip session. And that's just harmful. I mean, if you read Romans and I'm blanking on the chapter, there's a, there's a point where Paul lists off all these different things that are terrible, that say everybody is broken. And he says murderers, and then he says gossips and backbiters. He's comparing murderers to gossips. And that's in the sense that we're all so separated from God that we need our Savior, right? But it's pretty bad to gossip. Gossip is 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 an ugly thing, and I think church people can be some of the biggest participants in gossip. Of from my experience, anybody. Um, I've met people that that don't claim to be Christians or religious of any kind that that have more integrity in that light than some of the Christians that I know. So I think we all know somebody that is that way, they, they tend to, I'm going to share a prayer request. You're not praying for them. You're not praying for them. If you're not, don't. That's ridiculous. Okay, so something, maybe something a little bit more fun. Um. Oh, the, uh, the I'm dating Jesus. Now, I know we don't hear too many guys say, I'm dating Jesus. And I know people that say this, especially the ladies that say this, what they mean is i'm not dating anybody right now i'm just really deepening my spiritual walk with jesus i'm trying to get to know him better and i'm trying to deepen my spiritual um, you know growth and and so forth and and that makes sense but it it's so cheesy <laughs> it's so it's so cheesy to say i'm dating jesus well no you're actually not so what happens if you meet somebody and you get married did you break up with Jesus? That's probably a bad idea. I mean, let's let's maybe ease up on that I'm dating Jesus stuff. Here's another one that I think this one is an excuse for not following through on something. Uh, if I feel led, if I feel led, so, you know, uh, Hey, are you going to be at the So our church, there's a, there's an ironworks, and, you know, iron sharpens iron. So man, so does one man to another and building friendships and so forth and raw, you know, be men together. Uh, so maybe somebody says to me, uh, are you going to go to ironworks on Saturday? And I go, mm, if I feel led, well, then that, that is just me saying, I don't know if I want to go. I mean, if I'm honest about it, it's just that. It just comes down to, do I want to go on Saturday? Do I want to get up early again and go to that? Uh, I do go sometimes. I, I think it's a great event. But to use the excuse rather than being honest and saying, man, I don't know. I'm, I've had a long week and I'm super tired. I could use sleeping in just a little bit and I I, I don't think I can make it. That's just honesty. Um, so maybe the, I, if I feel led excuse to, uh, to not attend something or, or whatever, whatever it might be, um, let's, let's kind of hold off on that one. I think, I think that'd be a good idea. Uh, the, here's this one, this, this one, um, really, it, it gets me because it's always struck me and I, and I, I get word pictures. Like I'll, I'll, somebody will say something and I'll picture it in my mind. So when, when someone, maybe they're praying and they say, Lord, put a hedge of protection around them. Well, that's, there, there is that in the Bible and there's, there's kind of word pictures that are being used there, but I picture this, this hedge, you know, a plant that, uh, that, that all of a sudden this, this giant hedge goes around me and I'm protected. I'd I'd rather uh, like a a steel wall or a stone wall of protection, because I feel like, um, if somebody's praying and and they're saying, put a hedge of protection around them and keep them safe from the enemy, from Satan, um, I'm using a weird accent, but you'll get over it. Uh, (laughs) that, that, uh, Satan can kind of go right through that. It's not like Satan and I I know I'm stealing a little bit from Tim Hawkins, but I really don't think Satan is going, "Oh, I was going to go and attack that guy, but then there was this bush and I couldn't get through it." Mm, maybe a little careful on the uh the hedge of protection. So, you know, so, here's another one. We uh you know, somebody's going through a hard time and uh often at least in my experience, if I, if I'm going through something, I might just want to tell somebody, tell a trusted friend about what's going on and just be heard. And they don't necessarily need to say anything other than, man, that sucks, you know, and just be there with me. Uh, But often we'll say something like, well, just lean into the Lord. You don't need to advise me. I, I, I have a a time that I spend with God, and don't advise me on anything. Just be there, or all things work together for good. Man, when somebody said that to me last year, when my father-in-law passed, I'm going, you can go now. Just leave, because I know actually what that scripture is talking about, and it's not talking about loss, so back up. Well, I think to kind of tie up those two, we tend to talk when we should shush, when we should just close our face and just open our ears. You know, the old saying, I don't know, I'm talking about cliches, but this one actually makes sense for this. You have two ears and one mouth. Use them proportionately. Sometimes we just need to shush and listen. And be there for people. And let them know that we care. Here's one that that gets under my skin a little bit. And it's not necessarily, um, it's it's not, I don't think it's born out of ill intention. But I don't think it necessarily, sometimes it really does. Sometimes this makes a lot of sense and people actually mean it. But I feel like sometimes the, the church in general, you know, Big C Church, all of us, tend to have a a way, well, I haven't even said what it is. It's one where we say, come as you are. Do we really mean that? Uh, I feel like, you know, there was this uh, semi-joke, but more of a lesson played on a church a long, this was a long time ago. Uh, This pastor shows up, and he, he, uh, he, he dresses like a homeless person, and he makes himself look like like he's homeless and he's got a bottle of booze that's kind of dumped out and he stinks and everything, but nobody can see his face and he's just sitting there outside the church and people just walk by him and they're like, oh, he smells. Um, and so he goes in and he just walked, this, this homeless guy, right? Walks right in, goes to the front row and plops down and he's acting drunk and whatnot. And everybody's kind of going, oh, this guy's here, ugh, gross. Now our church is gonna stink, and they're kind of being jerks, I guess. And so they're they're kind of going, well, it's time. We're supposed to start now, and they're waiting for the pastor to show up and give his sermon. And he stands up. No, the, Quote homeless guy, he stands up and goes on the pulpit and takes his hat off and reveals who he is. And he says, not one of you stopped to see if you could help me. You're dismissed. And he walks out. Ouch. And so I wonder, do we mean it when we say things like this? Come as you are. If someone came really as they are and they spilled their junk, maybe they look put together, but they're not. They've got tons of just hurt and ouch inside of them and their life is kind of in shambles. Do we really want that? Um that's that's some something that we I think need to wrestle with and and kind of be with um to to demonstrate whether we're whether we're being integrous with those words. I mean, let's just start there. Do we really mean that? Should we mean that? Can we help people? Is it always the best to help them, you know? Uh, but say what you mean. I think that that might be the, the thing that comes out of there. What else we got in here? Oh, here's one. Sitting in his presence. That's such a church term. Have you ever said that? So kind of going back to one of those uh, those things that I I mentioned, uh, maybe I didn't, uh, but have you ever said that to somebody that you don't go to church with? (laughs) Yeah, no, maybe you have, you know, you're, you're at work and you've got somebody that believes very different than you do and in every way possible. And they say, Hey, how was your weekend? You know, I just spent some time sitting in the presence of the Lord. And they look at you like, what, what are you talking about? Um, and you may, you, you did, you know, maybe you, you spent a good amount of time and you're, you're, you're hanging out with the Lord, you're hanging out with God and you're just, you're, you're doing your thing. But when we use terms like that, that don't make sense to the people we're talking to, mm, that, that's something we got to consider, uh, maybe revamping how we're saying that. Okay. I think probably, probably go with this one as, as probably the last one for, for this list. Maybe I'll do some one-offs on some of these later, but um, this one, this one always, it really cracks me up Uh, when people say, I claim all the promises of the Bible. Really? Because there's a lot of promises in the Bible. And so um, you will give birth to a son. Fellas, if you're claiming all the promises of the Bible, then... um, you're going to look kind of funny, pregnant. So I'm just saying, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. But are we really claiming all the promises of the Bible? Uh, I mean, there's there's promises to to Israel. Uh, so it's a promise in the Bible. There's promises to Israel that they're going to go into slavery. Are you claiming that one? Uh, yeah, backtrack this one. Well, what I mean is, okay. Maybe you mean something, but you're not saying it. Maybe you're saying something entirely different than what you mean. Our our language is really important. What we say is important. And I know some of this has been fairly light, and um, and you're having a a valley experience instead of a mountaintop experience listening to this because you're going, oh, snot rocket. I say that all the time. (laughs) Is it true? Is it right? Ask yourself those questions. So, after talking about some of these cliched up language, here's my thought. Is it odd to you that we almost speak a different language? And then a follow up question to that is can't we be normal? Can we just relate to people as a person instead of even in church? I'm not talking about necessarily people out there that don't believe the same that we do just talk to people like you talk to people we don't have to use church language at all times just because that's the normal thing that we're we've been taught and what we've always done if you haven't caught on yet in listening to any of these episodes and and if you want to and you haven't heard you're coming in straight into this one Uh, Go back and and maybe listen in a little bit. But um, if you haven't caught on yet, I'm really big on relatability. And I think when we speak this foreign language with people, not only are are we cultivating a weirdness inside of the church, but we're having people outside of the church going, you're weird. And I don't want what you have. It's off-putting and it's not relatable. I think it's it it's kind of like if if you started just geeking out uh, and and getting into the wonders of the depths of the triangle offense in basketball with people who've never been to a basketball game or seen one in their life. Okay, full disclosure: in eighth grade, we ran the triangle offense. It was a really simplified version, but uh, I gotta say, we were undefeated. That was the good old days. Anyway, so bless you. I claim victory over your life, especially as you greet your brothers and sisters in the Lord, that you may have mountaintop experiences and know that God is with you in the valley. I feel led to tell you that he is placing a hedge of protection around... Okay. (laughs) No. I don't talk that way. I don't... (laughs) I, I can't think of a time where I've gone. Uh, this would be the right things to say. No, actually, that's not true. I've found I've I've fallen victim to a lot of these same things that that we're kind of taught in the church. If if you grew up in the church, I think the people that grow up in the church are the worst at this. Uh, that we talk in this weird language to Christians, and then it spills over into our our relating to other people sometimes and then we don't know how to talk to them because we don't speak a a language of depth. We don't we we speak in like I said before, we, we speak in bumper sticker Christianity. That just shows a lack of depth. Okay, but seriously, I do hope you're well and that you do good things with your talents and that you have great friends around you and that whether you're sad or you're happy or anywhere in between that you'll know that God is there. And that he thinks you're rad. Yeah, I said rad. I hope you have a great day. God, give my friend what they need. You know what that is. Thanks for tuning in to Christian Ease. I'll talk to you next time. I love you.